you're listening to Passion Pod 26 with a great night in. Oh, yeah, in a couple of sentences, how would you sum up a great night in? So a great night in pops up at your place or also at some local pubs and bars and hosts interactive, fun, social wine tasting events. Alternative. Alternative, yeah. Why alternative? How alternative? We just, we like to see wine in a different light. We talk about it in a language that people understand rather than kind of the snooty wine tour that so many people get scared of. And so we call it the alternative tasting because no one else in London does it about recession and beer (laughs) and cinema and what's the last one? A Parisian vintage theme. So that's how we talk about wine, which isn't, it's quite different to your... Bordeaux and Burgundy kind of tasting. Yeah. So the idea being that it's sort of more accessible to people Absolutely. and fun. Yeah, well, we just want to remind people why it's supposed to be fun. That it's not meant to be something serious and something that you have to get scared by. It's meant to be something enjoyed with friends and family. This also, the Grape Night Inn did evolve very much like when the recession and kind of staying in and yes. some new going out. We kind of thought this was the way that people could have an amazing night in without going spending loads of money because that is something that our prices are really honest and and we include canapes with all of our wines. So we do we pick the wines first and then we match the food to them, whereas usually in the, the restaurant world it's the foods picked and then the mm. wines paired separately. But we believe that... Food really brings wine to life and that as much as people think they love wine tasting, sometimes you can get bogged down and, you know, whereas food and wine then suddenly brings it, makes it more accessible, makes it more fun. But it kind of seems lacking if there's not... Food, yeah. For us, food has to be in our packages. But we are very theme within that. We did like a festival wine tasting and we did like little mini scotch eggs and like watermelon cubes. I wish I came to that one. (laughs) That sounds amazing. And candy floss. Yeah, candy candy floss. floss. So tell me a bit about your backgrounds. Have you always been involved in wine or is it something that you guys do on the side of another career? I'm more wine focused. I fell in love with food first, obviously, because um, I couldn't drink when I was. <laughs> yeah, we worried if I was ever around. And then I uh, went travelling for a bit and fell in love with wine, so I came back into the UK, and that's what I wanted to do, and um, managed to start at 15 where I met Kiki um, as a waitress, but quickly got into the wine side of things, and it's blossomed from there. So I've always done wine from there on, and now I'm a wine buyer for a company in the city, but I now just consult for them as well as do a great night in. Yeah. So wine is my full time yeah. and you've fallen into it more yeah it's, for me it's a wine. bit different like when I was in high school like my first job was in a restaurant even when I was a bit underage I was meant to sell wine so I got learned a bit about wine through the restaurants and it's always been a passion of mine but I actually studied architecture and design so that's a little bit of what I bring to a great night in is like kind of the design and the branding of what we do which is also quite different than to the other companies which are out there we're kind of brown paper whereas everyone else is white tablecloths and things But yeah, so my sort of background is more architecture design, but my passion really is food and wine. This is my, what I want to be doing as my job is running a a food and wine business and being able to put my creative touch on it more so than office administration, which is what I'm doing on the side at the moment. Who likes office admin? (laughs) So that's the balance for both of you, really. You've got your more in the trade and you're sort of less so now with the admin side, but you you have a part-time other job that sort of pays the bills that enables you to do great night in. We, of course, we want to make some money from this one day, but we're in it for the passion more so than making millions of pounds. Yeah, I mean, working in the wine trade, this is why I great night in this one, really, because, you know, I've seen that side of it where so many people just feel like they can't access wine and it's a very one dominated kind of market and there's this whole level of people around us friends and they wanted to get into wine and I was just like there's, there's nothing really there and yeah. I think because I actually going on about this for years before I spoke to you about it, it was just mm-hmm. something and I had an idea and then 
Kiki, when we spoke about it, you kind of, even with the design and the architecture, she, she could bring it to life. She could see the end goal, whereas I just had the idea, but I couldn't see how I could put it on paper. So straight away I knew, right, she gets it. Together we can do it, Like whereas on my own, like originally I couldn't. And then like all the design and everything that we have for Grape Night End now, it's perfect. It's how it should have always been, but, you know... You wouldn't have done it on your own, if that makes sense. That's so great, though, because it's yeah. so reassuring that, you know, I guess in a partnership, that's one of the key things, is that you are really on the same page with the visualisation yeah. of the brand and what you want it to be. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, we were friends, we've been friends for years, so it, our, our friendship has grown through yeah. lunches and, and restaurants <laughs> and, and wine lunches. and everything. But... And wine, and wine, <laughs> and sherry. wine. Sherry, sherry specifically, which yeah, is quite sherry. very odd, because people don't associate sherry with drinks, With two but... young ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, I mean, that's been a passion that we've always shared, and the fact that we can now do this as our job in a way is brilliant um so let's just go back on the timeline of it a bit mm-hmm. so you you have this idea for it like logistically i mean it was probably actually we we did work on the website first and foremost but it was kiki yeah. actually entered us into a competition because mm-hmm. i i disappeared to america for a bit we spoke about it before <laughs> we went but i had to do this america thing i had no idea why and i wanted to get out of my system so we could put in everything for a great night in and while i was away um she entered a competition called brand amplifier so um brand amplifier is a was a competition that Lambeth Council had kind of supported. And it was basically to give a platform to young businesses started by women in South London, a, a place where you could learn about marketing strategies and such. And there's a company, a communications company called JP Creative based in Brixton, and they've been there for years, run by this wonderful woman called JP. And out of 70-odd applications, there were... 15 chosen and we had were like a bud of a business and we got chosen so that kind of propelled us forward and we had four weeks of marketing workshops and about social media and press releases and just branding everything kind of of the initial startup and there were some businesses there that had been already running for a year and selling stuff in Topshop and um, Selfridges and things and then there were other businesses like ours that were almost more on paper than anything How else. exciting to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was obvious that our idea had legs and that there was something. I think that gave us the confidence yeah. as well that, you know. Things... Do you think that's quite important confidence in the idea from other people yeah. external? Definitely. And oh, more so than friends and family because friends and family are always really supportive. But to get someone, you know, especially a council sort of competition supported by a local business that's been going for a long time, thinking that we've got something here and they wanted to give us a bit of a leg up. And even that there's 15 other businesses all owned yeah. by women and, and to chat with them and then they'd say, yeah, I love it. You know, they'd inspire you and you didn't, didn't know them before as well. Because at the end of the competition, we had uh, like a Dragon's Den style presentation and just in eight weeks to get to that point where we knew enough about our business that we could sell it to someone else. For, I think it was like a thousand pounds, not even maybe 500 pounds was the prize, the prize yeah. money. It was not much, but to us, it was kind of like the gold pot at the end of the rainbow and it got us on Twitter, it got us on Facebook, we got business our website, cards, business marketing. cards, just all that kind of stuff to just, instead of talking about it, we had to do something. Focuses you, I guess. But yeah. I think at the same time as well, like, you know, we spoke probably for about a good, nearly a year probably before yeah. we took the plunge about what it should be and which way it should go and in the end, and the, the Brandon Flo kind of taught us this, that, your business, what you think on paper when you start to what it becomes will not, never be exactly the same. Yeah. So in the end, we just like, let's just do it. And it's, it's yeah. involved in something we really, really love and we really believe in, but it wasn't exactly what we thought it would be when we first started. It's got the same kind of vein of what we believed in running through. Yeah. But the, the tastings and the, the quirky topics we do, we just didn't think of that when we first yeah. started. But it's just all 
naturally evolved into that. So it's kind of like, t- once you take the plunge, just let the business go with it and, and just car- let it carry you. And it's so much fun yeah. seeing what happens. And some things won't work, some things do, and you, know, you get there in the end kind of thing. But it's really interesting, though, because I wonder whether that attitude was very much helped by the fact that you had thought about very clearly what you wanted it to be to start with. Yeah, mm. yeah you need to know. You know, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everything we believed in has always run through. It's just the actual kind of mechanics has changed slightly. Yeah. So what <laughs> inspires you guys? Every time we do a tasting, someone walks away and they were like, they're like, oh my God, I never knew that um, rosé could reach that oh, depth. Yeah. I never knew that's Chardonnay really. wasn't just a big oak bomb and I've never tried that grape variety before. Next I hate time Riesling I go to, and now I love I Riesling. I love Riesling. And next time I go to... And even if each person takes away one thing from that tasting, then next mm. time they go to a shop or with a friend, they're like, try this. I yeah. tried it with, you know, the girls at a grape night in and it's just, you know, it's amazing. You have to try it. And that's when we get high from the end of the tasting yeah. that we've really kind of... It sounds a bit wanky, but <laughs> I think what I've said before is that what we like to give people is a little bit more sort of consumer power. Giving them that power that they'll go and try something different. Because I think the average person tries 12 grape varieties in their life and there's like thousands of them out there and it's just kind of like... Beer and cocktails and ciders in the last few years have been getting a lot of press and a lot of news and it's like, well, what about wine? It's time for wine to have a bit of... I mean, we do a lot with the stories of the wine producers about all the love that goes into it and, you know, really champion the fact that, God, like, people wear their arse off for a year to just give you this one bottle of wine that some people just take for granted. But sometimes just, they like... need to mature it, you yeah. know. They need to put it down for five years before it's worth selling. So it's, like, actually six years' worth of work or something into this one bottle of yeah. wine. What do you think the future is for Grape Night In? What do you have exciting stuff coming up or where are you at at the moment with what you can see ahead of you? Pretty much, um, well, that we have lots of kind of lots crazy of ideas, and but at the moment, our philosophy, you know, making wine more accessible and bringing it to kind of a new market, and we can only reach so much by going around to people's houses and things. What we started to do, so now we're kind of seeing the bigger picture, which is where markets came in. We're going to go to market stores and we meet thousands of people in the same day. We also want the grape van where we can drive around to people's houses and pop up in different areas in London and like educate festivals and, and have fun stuff. and go to festivals and go to the fun. The fun, cool things that are happening in London, and let and wine be a wine, part of it. Yeah, because no one else is, is doing not. that right now. So that's that's phase two. Again, phase three is that. the shop. Like we'll be, we'll yeah. have a stand up shop. What do you think your biggest challenge has been? I think it's exposure. Yeah, just getting our name out there. But then again, with social media now, with Facebook, Twitter, especially, we were very hesitant about Twitter at the beginning. But you know, we've in a, a few months, we've got hundreds and hundreds of followers. So that's been really good. But it's just yeah, trying to get people to hear about us and then to you know come to our events because yeah. the market is saturated with wine tasting and wine events that so, you know I'm not going to lie there's a lot but no one's doing it like we're doing it they're all kind of fighting for the same customers and doing very similar things but they say they, they do it fun or different and like we believe we really do do it differently but sometimes it's hard to get that across unless they see us which is what the market's got to do with it a bit because yeah. we can bring ourselves to the people and explain it there's all but these people out me. there we need to get to them so yeah, yeah. It's but just, it's, it's just getting hard. the exposure and you know trying to get in press or whatever so people can hear about us and a lot of bloggers are now starting to write about us and like just more in the sense that they're sort of saying oh there's these girls doing this event go try it out we have had some brilliant reviews and they they do and i guess that's the one sad thing about taking our business massively forward is that you know they say they like our style and they love the way we have an approach to wine and together and name dropping us personally for the way we do it because we want to be able to bring something different because if anyone can do it, then what's the point? But yeah, just getting people to kind of recognise us for what we're actually. But we and we did have a recent challenge though that well not for me it was that it was the first person we've been oh, very yeah. lucky that everyone we've met kind of have, have loved what we do they've rebooked. But someone the other day said just some people 
think that you're kind of abusing the product of wine because you're making it this fun and talking about it, not just in well, like, like this, sort of degrading it, degrading it. it. And so you know, you will find if you do anything, not everyone's going to love what you do, and you're not catering for everyone. But that's that's life, and that was the first challenge that we had that with that, and it took us by shot, but actually we coming back and we we're like, you know what, you know, that's, yeah. and that's not who we're going for anyway. Exactly. So, um, but that, that's a challenge. I think that's a really good one because I think it reaffirms a why you're doing what you're doing. It's something that anyone who sets up something of their own will experience but it's just that thing of having a reality check of it when it's so personal and it's very much a passion of yours yeah it almost feels like a personal attack with small yeah. businesses often because Definitely. everything your heart and soul's going into this but actually it's a great bit of advice for people to know is this is going to happen but don't let it deter you make it make you stronger i guess exactly. turn it into a positive exactly yeah so the last thing i i like to ask people is if you had your time again what advice would you give yourselves I think kind of the mistakes are part of it, so I wouldn't necessarily. I just, I would just say, as much as I, I love the fact that we did spend a long time talking about it. Just do it. You're not. <laughs> you need to know it, but just do it. Like you'll never know unless you try. And I mean, we're very lucky. We can say that because our overheads won't matter. I'm sure if you're going to fit in a million pounds, yeah. and you have to think a lot longer and harder. But we kind of developed our business around that idea. So that was kind of the challenge, and that's why we started going to people's places. And now we're kind of going to the next level and trying to get more exposure and going to markets now that we've got a very small amount of cash kind of built up over the last couple of months now we're kind of expanding to the next bit and then hopefully we'll do a few markets and stuff then we can expand to getting a shop and everything so it's kind of it's been our business is kind of growing as we have got a little bit more cash yeah, we have kind of got no debts in our business. We like we earn, we went in. We like literally when we did brand amplifiers. Some people you could see have spent like loads of money on all their branding and all of ours. We like we spent about three days just stamping and homemaking and cutting and chopping and doing it. Yeah. But everyone loved the branding and they loved exactly. the fact that it was homemade. It kind of made us who we were. And then yeah. and every time we've made money, we've reinvested it back into the business and so forth. So it means we grow slower than if we just had Hence why we still a million pounds at the beginning <laughs> and and went straight in. But you know, at the same time. We don't want to kind of rush in and grow grow into something too quickly because then we'll lose who we are along the way. But it also means we... that when we actually have our shop, we'll already have a following as well. So we're kind of building up our brand before we really have a solid sort of shop or anything. I think it's a really wise way to be. And also, it makes it doable. Exactly. It means that you can start a business in your own homes, doing yeah. your own branding, and it means you can still get out there and do it and earn money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the key things about a Grape Night Inn as well is doing topical stuff, things that are current. So it keeps it alive and moving rather than... For you guys of, as well. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't get stuck in like wine regions, which is the typical, or, okay, we do old versus new. A lot of people are quite like that, but we do it with a twist. You we know, do it with poker chips and maps. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all really quite random. It's an experience. Ours aren't just really kind of to sum up a Grape Night Inn. It's not just a wine tasting it's a whole experience it's a whole night not kind of one dimensional we bring lots of different things to the mix but the the core of it all is wine obviously because that's what we yeah and and yeah just keeping it fresh and alive and accessible to people so if you've got an idea start it and see where it goes yeah we just wish we'd maybe taken the plunge a bit earlier but you know we're glad at the end of the day we've done it you've been listening to passion pod 26 with a great night in